from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. UNC's win over Florida State. Closer than, than UNC fans would like. Right? You probably, probably want to blow everyone out in the ACC, especially uh, the, the non-Duke variety that everybody keeps saying are no good uh, because, you know, UNC and Duke are both in the top 10 in the country and nobody else is ranked. But I'm looking at this UNC game, the win over Florida State, and I'm saying that's a true measure of a team that is doing the little things correctly. I think Florida State played better. I think Florida State, uh, I mean, they shot a better percentage. They shot a better percentage from three. They, they in large part, got better shots. They, they, I think they played better. UNC's vaunted defense that they've been playing over the last month and a half didn't affect Florida State as much, and, and Leonard Hamilton had a few tricks up his sleeve, as we expected him to have on Friday. He, he threw waves of players at them, a variety of different skill sets at them, got everybody a little opportunity on that Florida State team, and, and for the most part, they, they did all right with it. But UNC did the little things that winners do to overcome when the other team's playing a little bit better. Right, the little cheat codey things, the little things that 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 just make it seem like you're playing better than you are. UNC got to the line a ton more than Florida State. They went 19 for 24 from the line to Florida State's five of 11 from the line. So not only did they get to the line more than twice as much, they also made a much better percentage by far. If I were looking to rile up feathers, I might say, anytime Duke shoots. 2.3 times as many free throws as the opponent. People tend to get really upset about that and start start leaning on the refs, but we won't do that here. They out-rebounded Florida State by a bunch, 41-32. to 32. Right? That's extra possessions, specifically on offense. You want to know what I thought was funny about this? Harrison Ingram, one of our favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, love me some Harrison Ingram. Harrison Ingram had 17 rebounds. Dude was lights out. There was a game not long ago against Boston College. He had 14 rebounds, right? Those 14 rebounds, because I believe he was asked to make sure Quentin Post of Boston College wasn't getting any second-chance opportunities, were all defensive rebounds. I believe they were looking at this game and saying, all right, we're going to need some extra possessions ourselves because we're not shooting it as well. So Harrison Ingram crashed the offensive boards. He had 17 rebounds. Seven of them were offensive. The guy is everywhere they need to be. And those extra possessions allow a team to shoot a lesser percentage from both the field and from three and still win. Just like going to the free throw line often allows a team who's shooting a lesser percentage from both the three and overall to, to, to win anyway. Their defense was solid, if not spectacular, as it has been. But that win was a good winning program, winning against a team that was giving them their best shot. Against the best teams in the country, you might lose that game. Against the best teams in the country, I'm not sure that that effort from from North Carolina is enough. But you also say they might be more up or more locked in or more whatever for a game against one of the best teams in the country. I'm I'm not I'm not exactly making that a apples to apples uh comparison. 
but it's not exactly apples to roofing shingles either, right? It's close. It's oranges to tangerines. I've gone too far down this analogy path. Slightly. So we're going to jump out of it and just say, like, that is a winning team doing the winning team things. That is a winning team doing the little things. That is a winning team understanding it's about the details. Here's a dirty little fact about the ACC. Anybody that comes out shooting lights out can win any game. We've seen it too many times. An unranked opponent takes down a top five opponent or a top 10 opponent or a top 15 opponent simply by, you know, their best shooters getting hot. Simply by shooting 58% from three in over a half, right? Something crazy. The good teams are the ones that win anyway when that doesn't happen. And I'm not even calling this a win ugly. Because winning ugly is a skill, and we've talked about it. And the more you win ugly, the more comfortable you are in those uh, situations. This was winning, like, pretty even though you, you you weren't you weren't knocking down your shots at a ridiculously high level, right? Your leading scorer still had well into his twenties, right? R.J. Davis, your second best player this year, I believe, Harrison Ingram had a double double with seventeen rebounds and thirteen points. These are aesthetically pleasing parts of your game. Just the fact of the matter is, when you look at the the totality of it. Florida State also probably is looking around going, how did we not win that game? And then you look in the margins and you're like, wow, North Carolina was doing everything on the outsides of it, everything on the outskirts of the game to make sure they were set up in a position to win. It wasn't a team that was allowing themselves to get outplayed because they weren't locked in. It was a team that was getting outplayed and winning anyway because they were locked in, which is just a little Eenty-weenty, teeny-weeny, little subtle difference. It's like you can get strikeouts without your fastball. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was very much, you know, I always use Max Scherzer as the example. Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer shows up, and you can tell in the first inning, like, mm, doesn't have his grade-A stuff. Other team gets all salvating, right? Like, oh, he doesn't have his stuff, boys. Time him up. Then all of a sudden, he's being pulled off the mound after seven and two-thirds, one run allowed, like six guys stranded on base. Sure, but that doesn't count on the scoreboard. And then he's – and he's – you know, got that intense look with the two different color eyes. Uh, that's Max Scherzer. That's what it was for North Carolina. Showed up and was like, wow, we're, we're, we're not going to shoot a higher percentage in Florida State today. Then they're walking off the mound seven and two-thirds later with a nice little comfortable not one possession win. Harrison Ingram has 17 rebounds. R.J. Davis is, you know, near 25. It's like, how did they – what? Like you said, do all that little stuff. It's like the grinding type stuff, like you see in hockey. It's like, you know what, win board battles. Like, it's not a sexy thing, but you do all that little stuff. And if you do all that little stuff, it can overcome some of the mm-hmm. more flashier things. By the way, Harrison Ingram, I think, if I remember correctly, he went into the Florida State game as the leader in rebounds in conference play. So just in conference just games. Just in that ACC day, you can action. Sort by that when you're on yeah, the, we uh, like the just, ACC. Just in conference games, he tack on 17 more. He should still be in the lead unless someone did something crazy that I missed over the weekend. But he has double-digit rebounds in six of the last eight games for Carolina. And now I'm going I'm to do this later to Duke, but I'll do this now to, to UNC. Uh, please take care of Georgia Tech tomorrow. Yeah. Because that's Sunday game or Saturday game, excuse me, uh, Duke at UNC. It's going to be a top-10 matchup anyway because they don't reset the AP rankings until Monday, even if you lose. But but take care of business against Georgia Tech anyway so we have a, a good old-fashioned 
you know, number seven versus number three in the country, both uh, coming off a couple of wins in a rivalry game. Just give that to us, please. College game day in town. Just, yeah, college game. I mean, why would it go anywhere else? Exactly. Uh, college game day in town and, and everybody else in town. Please just, you know, as a favor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I also said earlier today uh, I'm going to ask a favor of uh, Duke basketball, so I'll do that to start the segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Duke basketball. Please take care of Virginia Tech tonight. Not, beca not because I'm a fan. Not not because I'm I'm pulling for for Duke in any kind of ACC anything. I just want Saturday's game against UNC to be as fun as possible. Mm -hmm. And after the latest AP rankings, you're up to number seven in the country, which means Duke and UNC will be two top seven teams in the country on Saturday. I mean, the stats of this rivalry are bananas. It's like the 55th time, and I'm I'm close if not on it uh that two top 10 teams will match up in the duke north carolina rivalry that's insane i, I don't think anyone else has done the next up is like unc and state and it's 15 times like it's wild how different it is uh and again that stat may not be exact but it's pretty darn close i've seen it on twitter a bunch uh so just take care of business. All I'm asking, take care of business against Virginia Tech tonight uh, in a way that you didn't always take care of business against Clemson over the weekend. You got the win, so did what you needed to do, but you needed every last second. Now I will say that was the main goal. I said it on Friday. Clemson is not a joke of a team. They are a team that has some legit ballers on it. They are a team that, that you know, you don't toy with. You're not looking for side quests. The goal is to win, and you did that. It further confirmed something for me, though, which is that team needs to follow Tyrese Proctor. Now, Flip is still your best player, although he had a down day. Kyle Filipowski is still your best player. Uh, Jared McCain is is still going to be a guy that gets NBA looks, and he's still scoring a bunch. He's shooting lights out from three, especially for a freshman. But but you have to follow Proctor based on his grit, his edge, his attitude of everyone on Duke. Even if even if Flip's the best player, Tyrese Proctor is the one who walks in thinking he's the best player, and he's the one that hit the free throws. Flip made a clutch play. Don't get me wrong. Right, uh, There were clutch plays made by most guys on the court, whether it's a rebound, a tip, uh, a steal, a leak out, whatever it is. Most guys on the court contributed somehow to the end of the game for Duke as they, they made their little comeback. But it was Proctor, to me, that was, that was you know, he was going to have his Jimmy Chitwood moment for everybody that's seen Hoosiers, right? I'll make the shot. Like, he was the one that was going to have the, the TV moment where it's like, give me the ball, I'm going to score. And he hit the free throws at the end uh, to win it with with a second left. Here's Tyrese Proctor on his mindset going into those free throws. No, you know I was going to make both of them. Um, I haven't been shooting the free throw, you know, that that well this season, and I know I'm, you know, one of the best free throw shooters in the country. And you know, just took my time and, and knocked them both in. What were you saying when you were talking to yourself in those moments? I'm the best free throw shooter in the country. Just take my time. That's the kind of internal monologue you need to have for everything. 
right? It, it, every athlete, every great athlete, it's almost it's it, it becomes numb to us. It becomes quiet to us because we hear it so much. But when they're asked like, "Who do you want taking the shot?" They go like, "Listen, there's a lot of great players out there, but every athlete should say I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Every athlete should say I'm not taking someone over me." It's why you know you you you'll hear somebody like. Um, like, I don't know, Kevin Garnett or something. I don't think anyone has Kevin Garnett in their top five basketball players of all time. But if you ask Kevin Garnett, I 100% know he's going to go, I'm in there. I'll probably tell you he's number one. As he should. And, yeah. and then he'll say, and you should have yourself number one. Actually, the the exact – this is how ridiculous Kevin Garnett is in that uh, that exact uh, discussion. Um, you remember the professor from the N1 Mixtape Oh, tour? absolutely. He was on Kevin Garnett's podcast kind of recently. And he was like, all right, build your five. Build your greatest five. And Professor, who is a street ball guy that played like Division Three basketball, right? He has a nickname. <laughs> the back of his jersey doesn't say his last name. It says his nickname. And uh, on the podcast, you know, he was starting to say, like, I'm going to come off the bench, right? Like, I'll be on the team. But, hey, I'm with Magic and LeBron and Kobe, like, I'm the professor. I'm going to come off the bench. And Garnett was going – Nah, you put yourself in the starting lineup. Like, what are you doing? You're an athlete. Garnett was not saying you're one of the five best players on the five best teams. But what he was saying was any athlete worth their salt believes they are. Proctor was I'm Proctor shooting 75% from three, uh, from the free throw line this year. For a perimeter guy, that's not anything to write home about. It's fine. It's solid. Last yeah. year he shot 87%, which is really good. What was he telling himself on the free throw line? I'm the best free throw shooter in the country. That's the attitude I need Duke to follow. Here's Tyrese Proctor on his approach to the final play, the one that led to the free throws. Get downhill and make a play. Um, like I said to these guys, you know, Shy just told me you got to make a play, and, uh, and that's what I did. Gosh, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. Simple as that. I think their offense might be best when Jared McCain and Tyrese Proctor are worrying about getting theirs. Filipowski needs to score more than nine, which is which is what he had. Let's let's get that out of the way. Uh, but he was still one of the guys they trusted with the ball down the stretch. Little, little and one. Mm-hmm. Hey, you put them up 70, 70 to 69. And some people may disagree with some of these foul calls, but uh, it's not their fault. Proctor and McCain need to worry about getting their 15-plus most games. Let somebody else... Uh, you know, count how many points Flip has and count how many points Mitchell has and make sure they're getting theirs. Like like Proctor and and Proctor and McCain have to think there's no better option than me getting shots up. I'm the best in the world. Are they? Probably not. <laughs> At least not this season they, they haven't been. But they need to think that, just like at the free throw line. So – you know they're going to play uh, Virginia Tech tonight, and then they're going to have a massive game uh, against UNC on Saturday. In both those games, I want Proctor thinking he's the best guard on on the floor. R.J. Davis has played point blank better than he has this year, but your own brain isn't isn't some kind of uh, you know you're not under oath up there. You know what I mean? You can tell yourself anything. <laughs> hey, did did our uh, starting quarterback get hurt? For, I'm talking, I don't know why I went straight here. Philadelphia Eagles and whatever it was, 2018. Our starting quarterback MVP candidate got hurt. Are we playing the GOAT in, in, in the Super Bowl? Sure, but guess what? 
We believe we're the better team on the field right now. It doesn't have to be true. You just have to believe it, and that has to be the attitude you play with. Duke hasn't had that this year. And maybe they were missing it because Proctor wasn't playing well, so he, he wasn't maybe as, as defined with it. He needs to be, and that's, that's who they need to follow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.